Hello, Hi Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. During this season of Advent, we're going through various parts of the Bible that help us to prepare for the coming of the Lord. We look forward to Jesus's return, but also look back uh, to the first Christmas when uh, God took on flesh. And today, uh, Jesus gives us some information, gives us a directive even, about one of the things that we can do to be prepared to receive Christ's kingdom. So we're in Matthew chapter 18, the first five verses, where we read this. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dave, I think this has got to be one of the most enigmatic uh, passages, uh, metaphors uh, in the Bible. I have heard so many interpretations of what it means to be like little children. And I guess that's, you know, the essence of really good teaching in some ways is that if you can say something that doesn't necessarily give an explicit meaning, but invites people to wrestle with an idea and think about it and continually uh, come back to it, that's a really powerful uh, technique of teaching that Jesus uses here. Um, so I'm going to be really interested to hear what you have to say about this, about being like little children. But for me, a lot of the context comes from how the disciples were fighting over amongst themselves about who amongst them was the greatest in the kingdom, who would sit on Jesus's right hand and Jesus's left and all of that. And so they were, they were focused on greatness in terms of the world, in terms of excellence and power and all those things. And Jesus here contrasts that image with the humility and dependence of a little child. Um, and, you know, even this, this idea that uh, it's very interpretive, how we uh, interpret what Jesus says by being like little children. I, I feel like the NLT here is kind of interpretive for us. It says that unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, whereas the NIV, which is a little, little more literal in this case, says unless you change and become like little children. And so it's the change isn't quite specified there, whereas the NLT interprets that and say says puts change in the context of turning from sins. And I don't know about your kids, but I feel like my kids being like little children isn't necessarily about turning from sin. Uh, they can be sinful little buggers even when they grow up. Uh, in, in any case, I do think that the context and then Jesus's following statement about humbling ourselves, I think for me that says that the, the dimension in which Jesus is talking about uh, children here is, is their humility, their dependence, their, their uh, vulnerable uh, connection uh, to their parents and to those who are taking care of them. And so I think the, the idea of you know, turning from your sins, I think that's important, but I think that's perhaps uh, a little bit uh, narrow. In my mind, I think of this change as moving from this attitude of, I can handle this, I've got this, uh, I don't need any help, moving from there to an attitude of, Lord, be with me, I need you, uh, I want you near me. I think about my uh, a particular instance when my son was a year and a half old and he was really, really sick and he just kept, he couldn't keep any food down and he couldn't even keep water down. He was beginning to to uh, vomit up that even that. So he was getting dehydrated. So I had to bring him to the emergency room and you know how the emergency room is. You've been there a number of times, I know, and the, the weight and all of that. And in the meantime, your, your, your kid's un unhappy and, and more and more ornery. And then they decided they're going to have to put an, uh, an IV into my son's arm 
And my son is 18 months old at the time and, and he's fighting this tooth and nail. And so what I have to do is I had to literally like bear hug him to me and hold him close and pin his one arm underneath my arm and then hold the other arm as well. So he couldn't fight. And so here he is, you know, trusting me and, 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 and holding on to me. And now I'm like betraying him. I'm now I'm the one who is allowing the doctors to do exactly what he is, you know, the last thing he wants to have happen. And so I, and then afterwards I had to continue to hold him after they put the IV in his arm because it took about, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes, something like that for the, for them to get the fluids in him. And I remember thinking all the next day, he is going to hate me. I have so violated his trust. He's going to think that I, I'm the last person he's going to ever want to trust again. And what was really funny or ironic about that whole situation to me is the next day, I was the only person that he wanted. Like he continually wanted me to hold him. There was this, you know, I think as adults, like when, when someone, when we want something and someone gives us the opposite, we're going to, it's going to be payback. But here as a child, he was so dependent, so close, so humble, I think in, in the terms that Jesus is talking about, that even in the moment, the pain, uh, the trust was so close that he wanted to hold on even closer. And, and so that's kind of what I think about becoming humble like children, that that is the way that we enter into the kingdom is that we desire more than anything. Uh, there's this kind of vulnerability and, and trust that we desire more than anything. We desire to be close to Jesus. We desire to be held closely and we're not going to run away. We might be petulant. We might be irritable. We might be all kinds of sinful things, but rather than hiding all that, we bring it to God. And rather than feeling like, I feel like as adults, so often we feel like we have to change ourselves to, we have to sanctify ourselves in order to come to God with the proper holy attitude. Whereas more and more, I think that that's not it at all. Instead, we have to trust God that God wants us as we are. And then when we come as we are, it's God's love and God's grace. It's God holding us closely that is going to change us. We don't have to change ourselves. God is going to change us. Our responsibility is to be humble and vulnerable and connected, to allow ourselves to be connected, to respond to God's invitation. So anyway, that's kind of what I see in this invitation to receive God and receive God's kingdom. I I'm wondering what what uh, what you think of this, because um, I'm sure there's, like I said, there are so many interpretations of what this means, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. Like you, I've heard so many different interpretations. Um, but I actually think that there's a, a pretty easy through line uh, between a lot of them. And, and I think, you know, first of all, we need to address the fact that too often there's this romanticized view of children uh, <laughs> held by people who don't currently have small children in the house. Uh, that, that once you your children have grown, then you can romanticize kind of those early years again. Uh, but people with young children in the house don't do that. Uh, because they're currently experiencing childishness, right? And 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 the demands and the you know just the incessant demands, uh, the the unvarnished self-centeredness, and and even the Bible does not share this uh, this kind of romanticized view, right? So we're we're called to be childlike, that uh, but there's other places where we're rebuked for being childish. You know, God, how do you decide which is a behavior? Is it childish or childlike? Uh, and I, I suspect it's actually not that difficult to distinguish them. Uh, because as a human made in God's image, I have a natural, just yeah, it's just an automatic reaction to my children in different circumstances. Uh, and there's certain things when they do it, it's just, it, it strikes me as grating immediately. 
right? You know, they're they're whining, you know, whatever, or um, uh, you know, being um, you know, mean. Uh, you know, kids are, can be really cruel, and so you know, there's a lot of me, whether they're being cruel to me or to somebody else that I can see, one of my other children, maybe. I I don't I naturally recoil. And there's other things that just I find naturally endearing. And uh, th there's this way that, um, you know, I, I've got a granddaughter in my house right now. We're raising her uh, full time. And so she's here all the time. Um, and she just, she wants to be held and she wants to be close. And there isn't a, a sense that, she, you know, she's not self-conscious enough to evaluate, well, do I deserve this? It's not even a question that she'd ask. All right. That, and, and in fact, there's times when I think she is aware that she has not behaved in a way that's especially endearing. And yet then still just wants to come and be held. Uh, and I guess a parent, I, I find it irresistible. I just, I, I want to respond to her longing for affection and closeness. Uh, and, you know, I don't hold that kind of behavior from a few minutes ago against her in the least. And so there's these moments of childishness you know, right, the petulance, and then these moments of, of uh, childlikeness where she's tender and she's dependent and she wants closeness. And so I think so much of our own childishness uh, ends up being when I'm self-centered, uh, when I am self-conscious, uh, when when I'm, I'm um, you know, kind of thinking I, I'm uh, independent, right? I'm self-sufficient. Uh, in those moments, I and mean, one of the most annoying things is when a kid's like, I can do it myself. I want to do it myself. Uh, and and they're, they're trying to do something they can't do, right? And and it's, it, it, it but they, they get hostile, you know, if you try to intervene. Uh, that's childishness. And and yet so many of us do those same things, right? We, we try to be independent, self-sufficient. We imagine ourselves to be that way. Uh, we, you know, we, we're self-centered. Um, it, all of those very same things. We're self-conscious. You know, what do I deserve? What do I not deserve? I deserve better than him. Uh, you know, we, all of us have had those behaviors. And I think that's exactly what the Bible's saying. Don't, don't be like that. That's where we need to mature and grow. But the childlikeness is that dependence on God, right? In the, in the covenant, we talk about the, the constant, um, uh, or excuse me, the conscious dependence on the Holy Spirit, right? That I just know that I'm dependent, I don't feel bad about being dependent. I'm not trying to grow out of being dependent. I am dependent. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is dependable. And so I'm unapologetically dependent, just like my children, especially my young children, are unapologetically dependent on me. I'm, I trust entirely in his affection and protection. Right? Those are those moments, I think, that I have childlikeness. You know, that I know that I don't know. And I know that God does. And so I just trust those are the moments of childlikeness. But when I think I know and God doesn't, that's my moment of childishness. Uh, and so anyway, I, I have a feeling that this is probably not as hard to distinguish as, as we might make it out. And I don't know that it is one characteristic. It's really boils down maybe to that self-centeredness rather than self-forgetfulness. Hmm. I, I remember in... Um... In one class, we were reading an article by an African psychologist who was saying that uh, the model of uh, psycho uh, psychological maturity that was being presented to them was, you know, from the West was something that they actually considered 
immaturity rather than maturity, that like, this idea of independence uh, and self-sufficiency was what they would see as pathological, that what they want to raise people to is interdependence, that that is a model of maturity. Uh, and and that that's always struck me as maybe this is one of the reasons why we have so much trouble with this uh, worldview that comes to us, uh, not from the West, but from the Mideast, you know, in between East and West. And uh, it does really present this idea of that we grow into that maturity really is an interdependence rather than an independence. And I think it's maybe especially in America where we mythologize independence and freedom um, that we maybe are particularly vulnerable to this kind of pathology that we resist God's kingdom because it requires us to uh, draw closer to each other and to God, to be vulnerable and, and dependent. I, I think even with forgiveness, you know, my, 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 when my child is being childlike, she just accepts forgiveness without thinking twice, right? She just receives it. Uh, whereas I think in my childish moments, I don't receive forgiveness. I remain alienated because I don't deserve it. And there's that, again, a self-centeredness, a self-sufficiency. I need to get better. I need to fix myself. Then I'll be willing to take your forgiveness because it won't have to be forgiveness anymore. I will have earned your affection. And I think that itself, that striving, that's a, what part of what makes us miss the intimacy that we could have with God. And, and yet we don't feel forgiven largely because of our own self-centeredness. And I can imagine Jesus saying to us, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never inherit the kingdom of God. Well, these are some great uh, things for all of us to consider. And I hope everyone else is uh, wrestling with this uh, throughout today and, and into the future. And Dave, uh, in the meantime, would you be willing to close this in prayer? Absolutely. It's pretty good. God, what a privilege that we even get to call ourselves your children because you have called us your children. You have made us your children. We know that even now you're preparing a place for us in our Father's house. And so, God, we long for the day that we will live there with you forever. God, in the meantime, I pray that we would have this childlike spirit that allows us to enjoy you, just to receive you, to trust you, to depend on you in all things. God, I pray that you point out to us the self-centeredness and self-sufficiency that too often gets in the way. God, free us from that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today, everyone. And as precious children of God, go in peace.